0: Hey everybody, it's Marco here with the uh, Porter Tonecast. I uh, just want to say thanks to everybody for listening, and uh, we've got shows and stuff on the uh, Podbean podcast and iTunes podcast, we've got the Tone Community on Facebook if you want to stay in the know with what we're doing, as well as Porter Pickups and PorterGuitars.com.
1: Yeah, welcome to the Tonecast. <laughs> the Tonecast. I'm under the weather, so I'm going to sound very low and bassy today, but that's okay. Uh, we'll we'll charge through. So we're here episode 43 now uh we did miss last week but we have uh we have some cool stuff to share with you today which we'll get into later on. Uh, wanted to I wanted to start with a little bit of a <clears throat> shop update, kind of what's been going on in the shop. We've got uh a bunch of new guitars that are going uh going in right now. We're doing some uh spray finishing stuff right now. We got a couple cool new builds that we have uh kind of 90% done, I guess. Yeah. Um but we, we've we been trying to kind of find this balance of, um, of of a guitar that we could kind of build and get out there into artist's hands or reviewer's hands or even the player's hands. It's something that we can build that's, you know, I don't want to say cheap because it's not cheap, but it's something that we can build maybe quicker or, or more efficiently. And that way if we, you know, like earlier this year we ran out of guitars in the shop almost. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to fill that gap with it without waiting
0: Two or three, three months. Two yeah. or three months. You know, so
1: we 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 got to have something in here. So that's kind of what we've been working on lately. Uh, we have a couple exciting builds coming up, and I think that uh, these new builds are going to be kind of kind of basic in terms of the specs that we offer. But I think that they're going to be you know they're every bit of quality that the other stuff that we build is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be something that that people can grab for, hopefully we're, we're going to shoot for a pretty decent price range. I don't want to put any numbers out there yet, but uh, after we kind of go through the process uh, this week, purchase some wood for kind of this series of guitars that we're working on. And it'll be the same models that we offer, the Crosses and the Lebois, but it'll be hopefully a little different price point and um, some things that we've done to kind of push the build through the process yeah. a little quicker, um, which in turn hopefully will allow it to be sold for a little bit less. Yeah, but this is all kind of in the back end workings right now. Um, we do have some interesting stuff coming up. Um, we have a, a, a guy named Rich Summers who is uh, who approached us a few weeks ago about this crazy idea, and we'll we'll actually get into uh, what the idea is a little bit more. But but long story short, he's um, going to be taking an RV and interviewing artists on the RV at the different venues around here. Um, and even around the country eventually. So it's this big kind of ground floor thing that we're involved in. We're actually a sponsor for it as well. So he's going to take this RV and set it up at the venues and mm-hmm. interview the artists. It's a really cool kind of uh, setup. So we hope to have Rich on, on one of the future shows here in the next few weeks, kind of sharing more about this project. But it's something we're excited about. Yeah, and we're, for sure. Uh, yeah. He kind of dropped in and uh, we had a meeting and it was uh, it was different. But we, uh, I think it was fun. I mean, I think we're gonna do some really neat stuff with that, and it's completely different than anything that we've done in terms of uh, marketing, sponsorships, and you know, business relationship, all that kind of stuff yeah. wrapped into one. So, I look forward to talking with Rich here in in uh, one of these next episodes, maybe even the next episode, just depending on how things are scheduled. I know he's about to launch his whole deal. Um, I think. I mean, he's got the first couple of shows here coming up at the end of March, so it's coming it's coming fast and yeah. mm-hmm. and it's kind of an interesting an interesting concept, but at the same time I think we kinda connected with him because he uh lost his job in radio and then he was trying to figure out what to do next and kind of tying all of his passions together and trying to make it into a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really no different than what we're doing here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kinda fun. It's kinda cool. And I look forward to talking with him um in the future episode for sure. Um, I did want to talk about one quick. I know we mentioned kind of introducing a little bit of business topics into our show, and so I wanted to talk about um, kind of the less is more philosophy or learning to say no. And we've even talked about that a little bit this week in the shop. It's it's like sometimes we'll get a crazy request for uh, custom pickups, or you know, even we've had people. Hey, can you make me a guitar, a full guitar neck? And they're expecting to, you know, maybe pay eighty dollars or something that, yeah. for a full a full neck that requires all this stuff. So, kind of like that philosophy of just learning to say no and learning, um, and we're getting better at it. I think mm-hmm. it's very it's hard. Tough, it's yeah. very hard when you run a small business and someone's like, "I want to pay you for this," but sometimes you're you're actually hurting things. Um, you know, I know in the past, like even when you first started working, we were messing with a lot of really custom pickup configurations and. I think even you early on could see how much time that was taking mm-hmm. and you know, we were essentially, we weren't wasting time, but for all intents of purposes, we were wasting time. Yeah. It's like, it's time we're not like building or, you yeah. know, putting something, cutting some out. So it, it really just kind of takes time off of our building stuff. So definitely. And so what we've been trying to figure out too, is just kind of like, what is our, what is our like wheelhouse and what are the things that we do best and how can we build within those parameters? And I think every time we've done that, it's helped us move forward, and it's helped us kind of execute a project that hopefully we can make a little bit of money on, obviously is the point. Um, if we're taking you know if I'm taking a bunch of your time building pickups, these custom sets and we don't bring in any revenue, then i'm I'm wasting that time that you have mm-hmm. you know to build stuff or or likewise, if i'm if I'm spending all this time on a custom project mm-hmm. and the, and it doesn't result in anything, then you know, so it's very. That's a very tricky balance, and so I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Just kind of that, you know, how do you, as a small business, how do you do that? And I think that um, really, it's like even just a list of okay, these are the things that we're good at, and these are what we need to do because these fit into, you know, can we make money? Can we? Um, are we good at it? Can we, like, actually move forward? Can we get done with the project? Do it right. Do it well. And keep going. And get the yeah. income, and then move on to the next one. Because, really, that's how it it has to work for us. Um, in the in the size of company that we are, we don't have time to to cater a lot to the really specific needs of of projects. Sometimes, even though we want to, and it sounds really fun. I like the challenge of it too, as well. But um, if anything, we've learned <laughs> it's burned us a few times. Um, mm-hmm. Probably one of the reasons that I don't do pickup repairs anymore. Yeah, uh, because they're not very profitable and they take a long time and I never know what the pickup's going to be like when it comes in and I can definitely fix them and rewind them and yeah. do all that stuff. But it, uh, it takes longer to re- rebuild one than to make a new one. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially if it's falling apart yeah. or things like that. So that's kind of the, the quick lesson, uh, in the, in the business realm, but uh, I'll let you take it from here.
0: Yeah. That, that brings us to our next topic. Uh, we've got kind of a series of questions, uh, like an interview style approach to what goes into making a Porter guitar um, from the maker of them himself, Brian Porter. (laughs) So uh, I guess the first one is let's start from the beginning back to the design of the guitars. How, how would you say that process came about or, you know, works?
1: Yeah. So I think um, the process has been evolving. That's the best way I can think about it is, is basically it starts with an, an idea and a design and a concept. So we had the Crosis first, which is the pickguard swappable guitar. We thought, man, if there was a way to make a quick connect, if there was a way to feature our pickups, this is how we would do it kind of thing. And so usually it starts with like a, a shape idea um, that's in my head or partially in my head, and then we would take it to a, a design friend who can actually turn it into uh, lines or drawings Mm-hmm. And then it goes from there into like a tool paths for CNC and then it kind of kind of evolves from there. But it basically starts with kind of we, we'll we we'll have a design, we'll lay it out and we'll actually cut out some physical parts and kind of look at them and hold them kind of virtually and see what the guitar might look yeah. like in your hands. Hold it,
0: feel it. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. And it, I mean, it's just a square piece it. of wood, right, or MDF or template material, but it gives us an idea of the concept. And then we say, okay, these are the things we want to feature in it. These are the things that um, it needs to have. And then the big task starts from actually from there is creating it uh, into something real. Yeah, into
0: that initial product that you can sit down with and strum and, and whatnot. So yeah, you said Home Depot wood. So that's an interesting segue. What what goes into the wood selection process or or why do you decide to use specific wood for different builds?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, for us it's really the wood... Part of the guitar is super important um, it's it can't be understated how important it is obviously we're not going to be uh, trying to use the terri- yeah, yeah the terrible <laughs> terrible woods we're we're're choosing you know standard guitar woods that have been used forever of course, in our standard stuff, and then we're doing the, uh, experimenting with exotic woods and different combinations of woods and also dealing with um regulations for international stuff so okay if this guitar might go out of the country we can't use this this and this wood and so it's kind of a balance of all that but really we start with um, the straightest uh, woods that we can for the necks, and we start with uh, you know stuff that looks good too if we're if we're doing a transparent finish we're going to choose a different piece of wood than we would if it was a solid color finish Um, you know sometimes uh, you see all those videos or or uh things on online about people like sanding off a, a gold top or something and there's like a bunch of flame under there and you're like mm-hmm. oh man why'd they cover that up or yeah. whatever so really the the wood process for us boils down to to quality um, visual appeal as well um, and then and then just just um, you know people can't get away from the traditional stuff like I mentioned before and so if you if you need a rosewood maple neck then We'll do that. Yeah, mahogany body, maple cap. <coughs> we can do that. <coughs> exactly. So, uh, so I apologize for all of you that are listening. It's <laughs> like I'm going to struggle through this. And you were sick last week, and still kind of sick. And now you're sick. Yeah, it's just been a, it's been going around. So we're gonna we're gonna chug on and, and see if we can uh, get this going. So
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. So you've got your wood. You went to the wood shop. You've got your wood. You uh, put it on the CNC. I mean, what what else is part of the build process? How how do you come into play and how does, you know, the other guy that we have here helping out, how does, how, what tools do you guys use? What,
1: what's the process? Yeah. So from the, from the wood, we uh, will thickness it down to, to the appropriate thicknesses for each of the, the designs that we have. Um, We'll get the fretboards thicknessed on the planer and we'll get the bodies joined up and glued if we're doing multi-piece bodies or, or kind of laminate stuff or drop tops and things like that. So we'll get all that kind of prepped basically for the CNC. And then we'll have to adjust the We kind of have our stock thickness stuff that needs to go on the CNC. So it has to, has to fall within a certain range of, okay, it needs to be this thick. Can't be less than this. Can't be more than this. Mostly because of the, we had some stuff like that where the bodies were a little bit thick for a while. And then we couldn't get the electronic cavity routed deep enough or things will happen with the CNC where it didn't cut something correctly and we have to fix it. So really the wood prep is actually almost one of the most important tasks in the shop is okay, if we put a neck on the CNC it needs to be down to this decimal point of thickness. It can't be more, it can't be less because then your action won't be correct. Yeah. It throws you, off the rest the of the saddles won't go they'll go down but they you won't be able to get good action or vice versa. It'll be it'll be a mess. So Really, that's kind of our um, our crazy process with that, and then we're using you know standard woodworking stuff. After we get it off the CNC, that does a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, obviously, and then we're doing a lot of sanding, drilling, carving, that kind of stuff. So your standard, you know, drill press, sanding tools, lots and lots and lots of sanding. I mean, no matter (laughs) what happens, that's like. 90% 90% of the guitar building is just sitting there sanding that thing and getting it ready for, for paint and getting ready for finish. And yeah. So those are, those are some of the main tools that we use. Um, obviously, we're always trying to improve the process, but really we're also trying to balance that. Again, like we talked about the business stuff before, but we're trying to balance that. You know, how much does it cost to buy a new tool versus the benefits and versus can we just get it done with what we have right now? Mm-hmm. And that's usually the balance there.
0: Yeah. And so uh, you said uh, about the, it's kind of rough when it comes off the CNC and, and the necks are that way as well. Um, so what kind of features come, come on the necks? I know that that's something that's very important on a guitar. So you want that design to be exactly perfect to, to what your vision is. So, yeah. so tell us about the necks a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing with guitar players is that uh, the necks got to feel right in your hands. It's got to be something that's comfortable and you want to play for a long time. So... Basically what they start out as is a, a medium C shape, kind of roughed, rough cut. I mean, it's very rough cut, so it's a quarter-inch rounded bit, but it doesn't smooth the lines, so there's a lot of tool lines that we have to you know, take 100-grit sandpaper and, and uh, carve guy. off that, and then we kind of go through the grits. But really a lot of what we do is, is focus on the shape of the neck. So a, one of our builders, either me or Mike or any of the other guys that are working on them, they're holding each neck. They're they're putting it in their hands and moving their hand up and down. You know, maybe a little air guitar here and there, or yeah. something like that. But of course, <laughs> it, but it's um, <clears throat> you know it's this neck is going to a player, and so we're trying to put it in the hands of people who play guitar and say, yeah, this is something that's really comfortable. So little details like rolling the fretboard edges, the transition around like the the headstock area on the back. And We really try to make that comfortable, really smooth. So if you're one of those players that kind of put your thumb, you know, those guys that sometimes will put their thumb almost like behind the neck yeah. when they uh-huh. play like uh, low chords or whatever, those cowboy chords. Yeah, exactly. So we try to we try to keep that in mind with every player, and we're building like one single neck profile, but in, they end up being slightly different. I mean, we've played you know a handful of we've probably played like 40 or 50 guitars over the last nine months, and they've all felt a little bit different. They're kind of all comfortable. They're in the same range, but they felt a little bit different, just dynamically. <coughs> because one person is sitting there with with that carving and out. I'm gonna get some tea and I'll keep talking. <laughs> tea break. This is completely live. We we should just wait till we feel better to record this, but the show must go on. The show must go on. Yes. <coughs> if it if it can go on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, eat cough drops for the rest of the day. <laughs> but uh, a couple of the other elements in the necks is, is just trying to, not only like the wood selection that we talked about, but um, we have threaded inserts in the heels of the neck, which allows you to really finely adjust the tension of the neck. Because as, yeah. you're, as you're cranking down on those bolts, the strings will feel stiffer because you can actually like micro adjust it as opposed to going into the wood. And we use that fat, you know, stainless steel, neck plate stainless steel bolts really good resonance between the neck and the body that's important too and then obviously with the truss rod we're using a double action heel adjust truss rod and that allows us to really finally dial in kind of how we want to, the guitars to be set up yeah we can adjust the, the neck both ways we can we can really make it make it well and that that in turn affects the setup um, and then the other thing we do is with the fretboards, we kind of do a a multiple leveling process. So we'll pre-level a fretboard after it comes off the CNC. Then we'll glue it to the neck, and then we'll level it again to make sure that everything is is completely true. And so that has helped us in the fret work because then the fret the frets are sitting in there better. The fret leveling takes less time, and all of those things are going into the necks that I think is kind of an added value that we put in there. It's not just the a parts caster neck we really are spending a ton of time and
0: yeah no kidding
1: i wish they were faster um, but at this point i don't mind spending that time because i think that it's made a difference for the players that have bought them they're like okay these are these are really good necks
0: yeah for sure and so uh, i know that some of the first few necks had like uh a- Satin finish and stuff on them, and I know that that's always a big question in the guitar community. Is is the finish like, oh, what's that finish? I, I want to know what that finish is called so I can do it. Uh, yeah. What kind of finishing options do you do you like or do you offer?
1: Yeah, so we've been we've finishing has been a challenge for us um, from the beginning. It always is. It's like how how do you decide what you offer, not only colors but types of finish. All that stuff because you can we can offer fifty colors and it's a headache to offer fifty colors you know Mm -hmm. and it's and it's hard for a player at the end of the day because you know as guitarists we're used to walking in to a music store and there's black and white and And sunburst sunburst. strats you know and it's like okay I'll choose the white one I guess you Mm -hmm. know and and there's certain colors that we'll do that are kind of tributes to the classics you know we've got like a Lake Placid Blue Le Bois in the shop right now and you know stuff like that is is cool. We've been using some contract guys for some of the finishing, like for the nitro stuff. Um, we've been using like a urethane for some of the first run of stuff. Um, and As well as like right now we're experimenting with some water-based stuff that we're spraying in the shop. As well as this last fall we started doing oil finishing as well, which I think has been a big hit for a lot of players because it just looks great. If you're doing a, a exotic wood guitar, mm-hmm. it looks amazing. It feels great. It feels great and it's... Um, you know, it's pretty durable. We can actually oil over colors. So you've seen some of the recent builds where we've stained the maple and then oiled over that, and that looks really good. So that's, that's opened up a lot of doors. And I think that we are probably leaning towards more of that type of finish um, in the future. Not that we won't offer the other finishes. I think we still will, but it's kind of like a balance for us is like finding out, Mm -hmm. you know, what can we do in the shop? What can we send out to other people kind of as we're as we're growing the brand, we're, f- we're figuring out how to get more stuff done. But we did a couple, uh, finishes earlier this year with, uh, MJT guitars. We kind of collaborated on some stuff and they would do a relic body and we would oil an exotic neck and kind of put those two together. And it was really cool. So there'll be more of those in the future for sure. Cause that's a, that's a fun combination for finish. And, and I would say without stepping on toes, <laughs> um, there's certain types of finishes that kind of get more uh, hype, I guess, and I think there's there's good things about all those finishes yeah. um, but for us, we have to balance the um, the health of our employees <laughs> and the expense of officially uh, you know getting all the environmental stuff done correctly to spray certain finishes and so that's one other advantage with the oil finishes that. It's an all-natural finish, and we just wipe it on, buff it in, and it's pretty It's pretty quick. Um, it cures pretty quick, and we can be assembling the guitar and delivering it quickly. And So if you want a certain guitar, we'll probably steer you to that finish just because we can do that, and we can actually improve your lead times on the guitars as well. Yeah, we have which, more control over that yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely.
0: And I guess that brings us on to the pickups and the electronic design. So what goes into that and... And how, or do you decide what is going to go into a build?
1: Yeah, so the the pickups part is is definitely like kind of both of both of us really yeah. working on. Okay, so if we're building something maybe for a customer, obviously we're going to talk to the customer and say, you know, what do you like? What kind of sounds do you like? What are you what are you going for um, with your band or you know tonally? Uh, and then we'll try to match that also with the guitar that we're building. So if it's a Bright guitar will probably put warmer pickups in it if it's obviously with the Crosis we've got options to do multiple different pickups so a guitarist can be like yeah I want these three sounds and I'll get three pick guards and they're off and running and so I think that I think both of us really enjoy that part of the process too because I know that you've designed a couple sets for different builds that we've done and we're even using our own guitars to prototype the pickup models that we will eventually release for other guitars and Mm -hmm. so that's been that's been pretty fun there's a lot that goes into that in terms of you know what do we want it to sound like Um, if I think the challenge for us and this goes across the board but the challenge for us if we're building a guitar that's not sold that we're trying to sell um, we have to figure out how to how we want to make it sound and obviously we don't want it to be too specific sounding we want it to kind of appeal to whoever might like the look, because then they're going to also have to like the sound. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we've done stuff where someone's seen a guitar and they've wanted to change the pickups, and of course, we can just build the pickups and swap them out, mm-hmm. and they can get the sound they want, even on like the Les Bois, where it's fixed pickups. We can still edit that. Yeah. So sure. I think that's been an advantage for us on that end. Yeah, definitely.
0: A lot of it's a lot of fun deciding what what we want to wine and put into these
1: guitars that are coming
0: especially when you see them kind of coming out as
1: yeah you know yeah and actual and, guitars <laughs> and and i think for us too is like <clears throat> i think the added benefit that we've just been realizing more lately just because we've been kind of getting through a lot more guitars in the last like 6 months is just the fact that we get to try our own pickups in a bunch of different platforms so it's like oh this is a mahogany guitar oh this is a limba guitar this is a you know rosewood neck what does that sound like with an all rosewood neck and this pickup combination or, mm-hmm. you know, flame maple top? And so I think it's helping us even recommend pickups better to other people that just have um, stock guitars, you know, like, oh, my Les Paul is this, this, and this. Okay. Yeah. We have experience with that wood combination. Yeah. So let's, let's recommend a set here and we can, we can say for, with certainty that this is probably what you want to do.
0: Yeah. And so you got the guitar, you got the pickups in it. It's finished. Next comes the setup process. What, what can you tell us about the setup process? Yeah,
1: so that's been <clears throat> probably again almost like the next. It's like that has to be right. This has to be really good um, because you wanna you want someone to play a guitar and be like, that's awesome. I mean, one because you're putting your name on it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's important. Um, you know, it, but <clears throat> our next um, we get we do tension fret leveling. So the, the necks get mounted to a jig that simulates the string tension. Actually, just kind of almost records the string tension. And then we level the frets under that string tension. So each guitar, every guitar we make gets that process. It takes another, it probably adds another hour or two to the build time. Um, but it's worth it because then whatever that neck is doing, the frets are leveled according to that rather than just kind of a generalized leveling. And then you go, go on your way. Um, it's it's uh, kind of a poor man's pleck, if you will. Um, and you put the neck on there and then you're you're getting a reading, like I said, you're getting an exact reading of the neck and then you're able to to level what the frets that you need to um, and get everything straight and nice. And then you can in turn, that allows you to get lower action or higher action, whatever you want. It also allows it to play really well up high on the neck. Some guitars don't really play that great up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use stainless steel frets. And so that takes longer too, to, to uh, kind of get them polished and crowned and all that stuff. So the setup takes a long time. Um, each guitar takes quite a while for, for setup. We're making the nut or checking the action and um, really kind of goes through a rigorous process yeah, to it's get not anything to just yeah. cut corners. On, yeah. We think. can't. And it's funny because like our necks are essentially the same in terms of the tool path and the, the radius and and all that stuff, but it's it's pieces of wood. You know, every neck is going to have a little bit different stuff going on. Whether it's uh, okay, it took a little bit more adjusting the truss rod to get this one straight, or we had to take a little bit more off the frets because maybe you know the board wasn't as straight as it could be. Or there's all these different elements that that come into play in the setup, and so we're always trying to keep an eye out for those, and um, we've been able to. To develop a pretty good process and again it's like you know, do you do it fast or do you do it right and we choose to do it right and so mm-hmm. it takes longer um yeah that's, and that's like when people ask you know why are your guitars so expensive well this is part of the reason because of all of these things that we're putting into it and the fact that we we do actually build it and we build it here in the shop and so i think that i think that that's one of those things where sometimes i i think about it I'm like man that you know I can't even afford one of my own guitars necessarily, but at the same time, like we're really putting a lot of value into it, and we're still in a price point that um,
0: it's doable. Yeah, yeah as I think far that, as... I think
1: the value is is way more than the price point mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, just knowing knowing all the elements and all the the things that go into a guitar. I mean, you can you can design something that's completely yours within our model boundaries. Yeah, and and you're not even hitting the three grand price point so it's a true custom shop basically at that point yeah I mean that price
0: for you know USA custom guitar is like you know we're sitting right right in that ballpark so it's not anything out of the ordinary and so what are some of the mottos or values that you that you try to put into each guitar
1: yeah so we talked about kind of the the focus on quality and that comes from a lot of different uh, um, a lot of different life, life situations. I'll just say, um, trying, trying to make guitars in the past and, and seeing like deficiencies in the way that we were building and, um, you know, skill sets that I had and things like that. So bringing in people that, that, um, know how to do that stuff better. Um, and I'm kind of the pulling the strings and kind of making sure stuff's getting done on time and, um, you know, cracking the whip, I guess, if I need to, that kind of stuff. Um, but really, our our big like it's very simple. But uh, our big motto is guitar first. So everything that we do is about the guitar and about the the build quality of the guitar. Um, we've gotten to the point of throwing a lot of necks away. I've got probably, <laughs> you know, I've got a pretty good little bin of necks that didn't pass uh, our quality in there, and and that's just how we do it. I mean, we want to we want to send something out that's represent representative of our quality and. And the price that you're gonna pay for it too as well. Um, that's really been our big philosophy is like, Okay, if this isn't right, we're gonna go fix it. And we're gonna fix it before it goes out the door, so we don't wanna see it come back. But but occasionally, even this last week we had a guitar that had uh, got bounced around in shipping and the some of the bind we had a top mound guitar and some of the binding came loose and so we had to repair that and it was just one of those things where it's like, Yeah, we'll fix it, we'll make it you'll make it correct and stuff happens and it's frustrating. You're like, uh, you know, why did this happen? But at the same time, you're learning and you're, and you're growing and you're, you're saying, okay, we're, we're taking care of the okay. customer um, because, you know, we want them to come back, you know, and, and keep buying from us. And um, You know, we, it, we put a lot of value into the tone of the guitars, obviously, as well, because the pickups are, are uh, really important for us and really important to a guitar. And so we're going to try to recommend... Even back to that electronics discussion, we're gonna to try to recommend something that really jives with that guitar. Mm-hmm. To the point of saying no almost to to an option. <laughs> well, I want this. I'm like, well, I don't think that's gonna work with that guitar for what you want. And so an advantage for us again is like we're throwing in stuff that we're designing and making into the guitar. We're not buying it from somewhere else and then trying to plug it into our equation. We actually create all the aspects of the guitar. Mm-hmm. other than the hardware. So I think that's, again, like a, a, a value that we put into it and, and really like a benefit of buying something from us is that, that we do control that process.
0: Yeah. And so let's say somebody would like to order a guitar. How do you go about ordering a guitar? What's what's that process
1: like? Yeah, so we it's a very personal process. We get it. Um, it takes a long time to... To decide on options, (laughs) we've had people just you know taking weeks and weeks and weeks to. um, I'm going back and forth between this and that, and and sometimes they'll say like, you know, I want this top wood, and we'll build a guitar around the top wood. We've done that before with like a myrtle top that we, you know, okay, let's match the woods and the fretboards and all this stuff, and and that's fun because I think that if people are are somewhat uh, flexible. We can say, yeah, that looks really good. Let's try this wood with it. And what do you think about this wood? We think. What do you think about the laser, you know, outline versus engrave on the headstock? And then what do you think about oil versus this? And and so that's been that's been cool. So the best way, kind of, for people to order is kind of go to the site. There's a lot of order forms. We have tiers for every model. There's four tiers for each model, so it's kind of a lot. But each tier has like options within the price point. But honestly, like if you just want to talk. About a guitar and talk about options and pricing. The best way to do that is email or call us, and then we can we can kind of go through that with you. Um, that's you know, strangely enough, that's part of the process. I really do enjoy is it's like, hey, what what do you want? And a lot of people are like, I don't know what I want because I've kind of been told that this is what I want from the guitar industry. You know, if you're if you're going into the guitar shop like we talked about before, it's like, okay, here's my options. Yeah. You know, when it's like a almost a complete open door, it's, it's it is intimidating for a for a customer. And so, what we try to do is make that process easier. We try to break it down into the sound. We try to break it down into the look, um, and then from there we pick the pickups and the wood. Um, so the way we structure everything for direct sales is is the guitars are sixty percent down and forty percent when it's done. Average build times are are around three to five months, depending on. The options, options and the finish yeah. and stuff like that, and and then we're um, we're picking up some dealers as well. So that some of the dealers have guitars in stock. So if you're looking for something that that is uh, uniquely yours, then you can go to a, a dealer, and they've probably got something that uh, I don't think we've built any two guitars the same in the mm-hmm. this history of Not what we've done. <laughs> so every guitar we've built has been pretty unique. Um, I think that that's been kind of fun because then you'll. You'll really will be able to get some some stuff and our dealers have some really unique stuff in stock right now. so if you go to our website um, and there's a dealers page and our available available guitars page where you can see what's done, you can see uh, what the stores have in stock by going to their websites and so I think that those are the different ways to order a guitar. Obviously, we'd love to build you something from the ground up, but there may be something that is uh, hanging out that is ready to uh, be delivered to your door in a couple of days. So um, that, uh, I hope that that, that uh, is always the case. Maybe they'll get popular enough that they there won't be any in stock anywhere. <laughs> but um, as we get you know, growing, there's, there's a balance of, you know, we've got some stuff that's done here in the shop. We've got the stores and then we've got stuff that we're building. So if you're ever curious about, hey, what's coming up, um, we will probably tell you like, hey, we've got you know this guitar and this model coming down the pipe and it you could actually choose your finish before this date and things like that so we try to make it a personal process i know that was a really long long answer for the ordering uh but it is a like i said it is a very involved process and and some people are like give me a black guitar with a rosewood fretboard and a plane overdrive plus pickup yeah exactly some people know what they want from the start and that's great too because it saves us a lot of emails and calls and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but and we could get the build going faster if you yeah. know exactly what you want. Yeah, and we also have the gallery on the website too, where people can go look at, at the gallery at porterguitars dot com. And I think the gallery is probably one of those things that uh, is good for visual. You know, okay, I get what this guitar is about, but now I can see it and like a different color, like a different finish and like a different top wood or or whatever it might be. So that's kind of the the benefit of having a little bit more photos of all the stuff that we've done, and then we also have obviously videos of everything too. So all these things are in play for when you're trying to
0: <clears throat>
1: you're trying to research which guitar you want and the finishes and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot, a lot there. Yeah. So that's, like I said, it's a long, a long answer.
0: So yeah, that that'll do it for the questions. Um, let's go ahead and check out the gallery at PorterGuitars.com and check out the pickup models at porterpickups.com and let
1: us know if you know you want a guitar we'll sounds a good going. yeah definitely and and again I think we do we do love uh, that part of the process is designing something and I think even delivering it too and seeing people like man this is like my guitar mm-hmm. and there's nothing else like it and that's cool for us too
0: it's really cool being a part of the process from start to finish from idea to oh now I can play you know my GD and A chord on it or whatever and
1: right and rock out or yes what, what have you yeah Sweet child of mine, or whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're gonna end the show with um, some sound clips. I know that last show we s- shared a little sound clips. Um, this specific uh, guitar is a, is a Black Limba Croesus. Um, currently available at Cottonwood Music Emporium. If you want to check it out. Uh, but what we did here is is uh, try to feature the the pickguard swappable system with this guitar. So each. Each guard was kind of featured quickly, and then we switched to the next guard, and we kind of made a bunch of videos. If you go to our YouTube channel, you can just search Porter Pickups on YouTube. You can see the full videos. There's two different videos, one of Marco playing, one of me playing. Uh, But we're going to share some sound clips from the videos that we did. So we're going to just kind of rip the audio and put it straight in here. So the first sound clip is the uh, Limba Krosis with the 9T pickups. So let's take a listen. And I think the gallery... bus in there. Yeah, So right uh, at the beginning.
0: Yeah, 19.
1: Yeah, that was the bridge, bridge. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so we were using the Tyler JT14 and the Jetter Gold Standard. So the next clip, I believe, is you playing the humbuckers in the same guitar. Yeah. And I think you are playing the classic bridge in this classic one. Classic bridge. So let's take a listen. Yeah, because you did the bridge on the 19, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here it is. So that was a uh, rock and roll, a little bit of tuning issues at yeah. the end there. It's getting a little wobbly. I play a little <laughs> hard. Sorry. <Excuse laughs> me. I think for the video, I think we kind of cut the last little part of your your shredding there and, and, and kind of edited it. So uh, this is the same guitar again. So that was the humbuckers. And this is uh, the vintage custom strap pickups Samarco Marco playing on the same guitar. Here we go. right so that was the vintage custom oh all right there was a little bit left as you finished there <laughs> that was the vintage custom bridge uh, on that so you kind of uh got a little jingly thing going on there which was kind of cool so that's just a quick rundown of kind of what that guitar can do um, takes you know five to seven minutes to change out each of those pick guards with our solderless connector uh, great for those who want to switch around or set up a lot or record an album and have tracks with different pickups and or play live with different pickups, things like that. So that is just a quick uh, sound clip. If you like us uh, sharing sound clips and things like that, let us know too, because we, we're trying to do a little more interactive stuff. I realize the podcasts are not very interactive necessarily because it's recorded and you may be listening to this you know, a year after it was produced, but... Mm-hmm it gives us a chance to kind of share what we're doing and, and show you uh, what the pickups sound like rather than just talking about them all the time.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you want to listen to more sound clips, there's the website and there's you know our YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, there's lots of lots of content to get into. But uh, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for us today for the show and uh, we'll catch you all for Tonecast 44. Yes,
1: thanks guys again so much for listening.